Welcome to Three Films in a Podcast, the show where Destiny brought together three friends to enhance each other's cinematic journey by watching three new movies in a series of themed rounds. There is no claim of ownership on any film footage used in this episode, as all film footage is owned in its entirety by the copyright holders. And just like every car in Too Fast, Too Furious, this podcast contains spoilers. Enjoy! Welcome back to Three Films at a Podcast, and we're going to start this baby off with a little visual exercise that we like to do, and I'm going to invite you, if whoever whoever's listening out there, to stop where you are, close your eyes, regardless of what you're doing. Um, if you're driving a car, it's okay. Just close your eyes for a second. Things Operating will be okay. Heavy machinery. We, we, we need to, yeah. <laughs> Keep going. It'll be quick. I'll be quick. <laughs> so it'll be okay. Jesus, take it, the wheel. Uh, that's right. I'm yeah, Dolph, take back. the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you back to December 2003. It is that sweet season where the winter blockbusters are starting to come out weekly, and you've got one thing on your mind, epic battles. That's, that's what's going on in, in the movie industry right now, and you can't wait to get back in the theater to see one. And you know what? You're even pickier. You want to see a skillful swordsman? Excuse me, a skillful swordsman in foreign countries fighting for honor and for the well-being of those close to them. So, you hurriedly purchase your ticket, and you can't help but wonder what Academy Award nominations this picture might get. And you know what? I understand if you thought that I was referring to The Last Samurai, starring Tom Cruise and Ken Watanabe. But I'm actually referring to Lord of the Rings, Return of the King by Peter Jackson, which ended up being nominated for 11 Academy Awards yes. and winning all 11. Did it really? Sweep. It won every yeah. It was a sweep. Whoa. It was yeah. a sweep. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Here, ready to chat all things Return of the King, are Tyler up in Salt Lake City. There may come a day when we stop this podcast, but it is not this day. And Ben Lahorn up in Salt Lake City. Well, I'm here. I'm back. Wait, what's the line? Fuck, I screwed it up. I've seen it once. Cut me some slack. I don't know. I'm here. Just just edit it in. Yeah. Just so whatever the, clip. the line is, I'm going to say. Whatever the right one was. Well, I'm back. And I'm hosting today's episode. I'm Matt Weiler down in the city of trees, Pleasant Grove, Utah. We are three films in a podcast. We're three folks challenging each other and all of you to watch movies you've never seen before. Uh, this is a movie that uh, two of us and also, well, two of us that I've mentioned have seen before. Ben, this is his first experience. We'll get onto that later. Uh, but you can find us anywhere you find pods on social media at Three Films Pod. The Return of the King concludes our Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, but it also concludes the Lord of the Rings round of our trilogy series. Um, for the unlikely listener out there who's unaware of the source material of Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings was adapted from books by J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, the books, you know, carry the same name. They tell of the historical happenings of Middle-earth and the efforts of several races and nations to prevent a great evil from obtaining a great weapon, which is this ring. And Return of the King sees an end to several different story arcs uh, within this uh, great big story. Um, so with that all said, uh, in addition to your thoughts on this movie, I would love to hear all of your guys's favorite storyline in the trilogy um, and, and how you felt it concluded. 
And I would love to first hear from our guest, uh, Norhal. Thank you. Thank you for uh, giving me the chance. Well, I, I truly enjoyed Return of the King as the ending of this trilogy. And even more watch, by watching this, the extended edition, it allowed me to understand some of the bits of the storyline that I had seen on the theatrical version. Just to like put you in a little bit on context, I saw it for the first time during the pandemic. I hadn't seen them before. And it was like a running joke with my friends because, uh, yeah, whenever you want to watch Lord of the Rings, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, to understand the memes and such. And yeah. But I, I was aware of the relevance and the importance. Uh, but for any other, any reason or another, uh, yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll watch it later. But uh, obviously with the pandemic and everyone inside, well, this is the yeah. perfect time, and I truly enjoy it. I think uh, as the closing chapter of this trilogy, it made a great job closing all the storylines we saw from the beginning from Fellowship of the Ring. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, and at the same time, gave me a lot of feelings. Of course, I ended up crying at the end. It, it has an emotional, Absolutely. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> like you mentioned. but. Um, it has a lot of emotional moments, but at the same time, even even funny moments. I I one of the things that I loved was the camaraderie between Gimli and Legolas. Oh, I yeah. loved that that they were like, so yeah, good. but that only counts as one, and they <laughs> yeah. were back and forth. But yeah, it was it was such a fantastic. I I totally understood why it won. I, like you guys mentioned uh, a little bit before, it swept on the Oscars because yeah. it had a, like, obviously considering I've heard some comments, people's here and they're like, ah, well, the CGI and whatnot, but uh, it was 20 years ago. And perhaps uh, my eye is not as critical to that point of view, mm -hmm. like of detail, but I thought it was amazing and I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Well, I think they did so much, of the effects practically that it helps everything hold up. And they didn't lean completely on the computer in a lot of, mm -hmm. in the ways that uh, <laughs> like what we talked about last round with the matrix. Like mm -hmm. I, f I feel like Peter Jackson stayed true to the, the physical nature of the way and the practical effects that they use to make the movie. And maybe it's because they filmed these all at one, one long stretch. So yeah, maybe it was just, it was just easier and it was, yeah, but it, I think that helps forgive some of the, the, you know, the CGI that doesn't hold up quite as bad. But to your point, I think it holds up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they kind of like were creating stuff for this. I mean, and now totally. like Weta Digital is like where people go for this. Like, isn't that where they're doing all the Avatar stuff? Is like at Weta Studios. Like, I think. I'm not sure. They're, they're handling all that. Like, I don't know. It's super impressive. Everything they pulled off. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. If you want to be very critical, you can see stuff, but it's just like, and for 20 years ago, like it, it was great. And I think it still holds up. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, Gollum yeah, still not. looks real to me. Yeah. Like I, yes. I can very easily forget that Gollum is CGI. Like you can tell, but like the character is so well realized and the movements are so well done that it, yes. it, it, it's, it's still immersive enough that you mm -hmm. buy into it. Yeah, I, I had a blast. This was so cool. I'm glad that uh, we finally yeah. watched this, or I finally watched it, I guess. Like, 
I'm glad we got to check it out. It was, yeah, it's a great ending to this trilogy. Uh, it definitely makes sense. Like why it won everything, why it swept. I think, yeah, I think I'm kind of with you guys both, right? I do think two towers might've been my favorite out of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have great stuff, but I mean, this was just like so big, the extended edition. I think the runtime is like four hours and 23 minutes. Yeah. It was a lot. Uh, granted like 40 minutes. That is the credits, but still it's like, totally. it's a very long <laughs> movie, but well worth it. Yeah, I, I just, I, I really enjoyed everything in this. Like I, I can't think of anything where it's like, Oh, that didn't really work for me. Like even with these extended editions, I'm like, yeah, they made everything make sense which was awesome and mm-hmm. like the callbacks from like fellowship where sam's like making eyes with the bartender girl you know it's like oh cool now we can wrap it up nine yeah. hours yeah. later you know like i think it was it was really good um man i just i i just i don't have anything like <laughs> smart to say about it <laughs> it's just like i liked it like i thought it was <laughs> a blast you know it's Whoa. uh it, it it was long but i wasn't like oh we're still going it's like no this was it, it was paced well, which sounds crazy to right. say for a four hour movie. It yeah. wasn't, there was no moment of like, man, this is really dragging. I was like, no, the, I, I thought it was great. So I'm curious. Cause I, like my answer to Matt's question probably would have changed. Well, it has changed and I'll explain a little bit, but I'm curious, Ben, like being your first time all the way through, like which storyline of yours did you enjoy the most? I mean, it feels like a real basic answer, but man, Sam and Frodo, just like yeah. their dynamic. Aww. Like I, I mentioned it in the fellowship episode that I didn't realize like Sam didn't necessarily like, he wasn't like dying to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, I'll come mm-hmm. with you, you know, yeah. and same with like Mary and Pippin. It was just like, Gandalf's like, I got a thing for you to do, you know, like go with him. He's like, okay. And it felt like they, they, I don't know that they were like the best of friends in fellowship, you know, it's just like, they were kind yeah. of. I'm sure they were friends. I don't know how many people there are in the Shire, you know, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think they were like BFFs or anything. And then by the end of this, Sam's like, I mean, I was getting emotional watching it. It's like, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. It's like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to carry about this. I know. Holy shit. Like I loved like, even right now I'm kind of, my eyes are kind of well enough. Like, dude, that's so fucking (laughs) cool. But it's just like, again, like going back to like one more step, this is the furthest I've ever gone. And on this like grassy knoll, it's just like a super chill, big moment. And now we're on the side of a fucking volcano. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going <laughs> to carry you up here. Not just a like, mountain volcano. Oh, okay, it's Mount Doom. It's like, yeah. Mount Doom. There could be a more foreboding place. <laughs> well, I, I think like, well, P- Peter Jackson did a really good job of delivering on that, re- on that relationship and the growth and mm-hmm. the delivery of those lines. Um, because even earlier in the film, when like Frodo's asking about the Lambrus bread and like rationing, and there's just a little exchange yeah. there. He's like, well, what, like, we've got this much left. He's like, yeah, well, we got to save some for the way, you know, for the mm-hmm. road home. Yeah. It's like, oh man, yeah, everything already feels hopeless. And here's Sam thinking like, yeah, we're, we're making it home, buddy. Yeah. I love that. And like, I mean, their dynamic, but also, you know, throwing in Smeagol, whatever. And then like Sam having to deal with that. And it's like precious. that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. someone did it. I love it. <laughs> yes. My precious. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I no. mean I love it. Um I yeah, just like Sam having to like go with that dynamic because like Frodo understands like what Smeagol's kind of going through and Sam doesn't, but then they have their like it's not a, like a love triangle, but it's like a friendship triangle, you know, and it's just like yes. Sam's like, No, like I only want the best for you. And like Frodo's like, No, I get it, but like we have to bring him. Like this guy's here. It's like I don't know. It was just it was kind of, I don't know. I, I loved how their relationship developed throughout. And again, just like 
all the way to the very end where, you know, he sends him off and it's just so touching. Like it was I, so I'm the Smeagol of our podcast. Tyler's the Samwise, Ben's the Frodo. Take that back. Ben's just like, wow. Ben's just like, please trust me. We have to bring yeah. this guy. Yeah, Tyler's like, no, <laughs> let me kill him. Matt, you're an indispensable part of this podcast. I won't hear you slander yourself. Um, no, I love that answer, Ben, because I think that's one of my favorite things about this story and these movies is that was my, that, those were my same thoughts the first time through too. And what mm-hmm. I'm about to say isn't to invalidate what you're saying, because I agree with you 100%. But the interesting thing is, since all the characters are so well fleshed out and there's so many cool storylines, even small ones, like we don't get Faramir until halfway through the two towers. You know what I mean? And that's yes. a, that's an interesting storyline you can follow. But so like the, the story on the answer to this question for me has changed over time, because in the next time it was more geared towards just the fellowship and like Aragorn and Legolas mm-hmm. and Gimli. And then the next time it shifted mm-hmm. to such and such. And then this time I really attached more to uh, Pip and um, Mary than I ever have. Mary and did. their, their little arc was like oh. way more important to me than it has been in the past, you know, and in the past it's like, yeah, whatever. They're like the two like twins or whatever that just tag along. And then this mm-hmm. time they were like a crucial part of the experience for me. And, and actually like my empathy towards Gollum grows each time I watch it because you start to, realize kind of what frodo realized like this frodo knew what Gollum had been through right like frodo's had yeah. this thing for a, this ring for a year and it's killing him and mm-hmm. Gollum had this thing for how like hundreds of years or whatever i don't know what the timeline yeah. is. so i i uh i'm not to say that you didn't have empathy for Gollum, you know what i mean but it's just like it's for me my the storylines that i attach to most changes every time and so i'm excited that now you get to take that journey for the yeah. rest of your life yeah yeah cool. same, same, uh, <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's been only like the theatrical first and then this time the extended editions. And yeah, every time yeah. you pick something different. And well, this time was the camaraderie between them and an Aragon storyline. I think uh, yeah. it's really endearing how that scene when he faces his mind saw, with Sauron with the, I forgot the name oh. of the crystal ball, but uh, yeah, I was oh, yeah. Uh, fantastic. and when the mouse comes out and oh yeah shows a mithril like yeah Frodo is dead and he's like i don't think so and he cuts the head and ah that was yeah. such Ugh. a moment of yes do it yeah. Oh, yeah it was so good and he shows like i mean uh, it's just amazing how impactful they can make him as a leader because when yeah. they're literally surrounded by people and he just like He's like, all right, for Frodo. And he starts okay, running. It's go. like, yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, it's just like, yeah, I'll follow you into whatever you want. So yeah, yeah, was, yeah the whole, that storyline was fantastic. Yeah, I love that. Um, for for me, and I've already, I already said this under the fellowship. I feel like from a movie standpoint, if I were trying to get like film bros to watch this movie, I would show them the theatrical cut. Um, I feel yeah. like those are mm-hmm. tighter releases mm-hmm. of the stories yeah um but for people who just want to hang out in middle earth and get a little more into the lore and some of the weird stuff uh, with these with this trilogy the extended cuts are an experience and i love i love sitting through all of them and i look forward to doing them again i i've watched the theatrical cut of the hobbits which i wasn't high on the first time i saw i really enjoyed them the second time i saw them but I have not gone through the extended version of them. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to doing that. 
um, oh, at some did. point. So um, can I ask a question about the extended cuts? Because like, mm-hmm. I assume all of you guys have seen the theatrical at some point, but so like Sour Mountain just wasn't in it, like in the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. So I was reading the trivia that like, whatever like christopher lee was like giving peter jackson shit because he didn't realize that he got cut out of the movie until like the premiere and he made a joke about it when he came to the hopper premiere he's like did you leave my part in this time so like <laughs> do they just totally not no, deal with not any totally he, a lot of his arc was cut but okay. he's yeah. he's still in it and honestly like i i always felt like he was a very strong presence even even what they had in the theatrical cut i yeah. thought was a very prominent role I have yeah. the same memories. but i didn't realize how much you know s- screen time they did cut from his arc but i don't again like i don't really miss it from the theatrical cut but it's fun to see yeah cool memories. yeah i was like man he's such a, a presence as an actor and stuff and i can't imagine cutting totally. his stuff so it's like well what did they do and honestly with this I think this might have been the first time I've seen the theatrical or the sorry, the extended cut of Return of the King all the way through. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I thought was rewarding was that scene with Saruman and Warm Tongue on, on yeah. top of uh, mm-hmm. on top of the the tower and sort of that exchange with Theoden. And it's cool to see, like, here's these like two really bad dudes. Yeah. And everyone at the bottom is like, hey, come down. Like, let's yeah. work like, through this. Like, relax, let's make right? the right choices now. Like, <laughs> Let's start. Let's hit reset. Let's do this over. It was just cool to see that type of grace given. You don't often see that with villains who have already made really, really bad moves. Yeah. I saw that like earlier in two towers, right? When he lets that dude go, like doesn't kill him. mm -hmm. It's like, why wouldn't you kill it? Why you just let him out? And so, yeah, to see it later on, it's like having that empathy. But uh, I will say Saruman's death was brutal you said that like you, you talked about grace and it's like you're right like grace followed by like whatever the opposite <laughs> of is you know? yeah like that was so I, gnarly I forgot they, that they gave him a chance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there was some like brutal brutal moments in here like i know it's all cgi and i know i'm not gonna say whatever their right name is but there's one scene where the big ass elephant like stomps this horse and it's just like yeah i know all that was cgi i was like holy shit that was so gnarly to see that <laughs> I like actually forget how much through. how much of that kind of violence there is in this movie like especially in um the the minas tirith battle scene but you just see people falling off of off of the yeah. third yeah. level and and a yeah. lot of movies cut on the impact but you just watch these guys bounce off roofs and stuff i was like holy shit this yeah. is way more like not necessarily graphic, yeah. but just like intensely violent that I remember. I watched this with my kids, and so a lot of good Saruman, Will screams. When too. Saruman goes down, I'm like, "Oh, oh, oops, yeah, okay, oops." He's fine. Totally. He's just yeah. sleeping. He's yeah. Yeah. He's a wizard. It's fine. He's asleep, it's yeah. just catch up. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. wizard stuff. Um, they do this. Yeah. One thing I wanted to comment on, we talked a little bit about this in our two hours or two, two towers episode, which is almost two hours long. <laughs> um, the two hour, two tower <laughs> in, in the two towers. Uh, we just talked about how, I mean, how perfect Peter Jackson was able to capture this on screen. Uh, how much justice, like you can't even imagine this book being done any other way anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. There yeah. were some cartoons released beforehand that, that tried to do it. And I think they did an okay job you know with what they had but now it's like there's no going back with the score and the visuals and yeah. i just wanted to comment on that we didn't mention last time 
Peter Jackson's direction on these actors and the the facial acting and especially like the eye, the emotion he was able to procure out of the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was like pretty noteworthy because you have like these really muddy faces, these really like really moody and yeah, sort of like grimy scenes where like and, and the shine off of these eyes are just like really yeah. noteworthy. I thought super awesome. Yeah, he did. Um, I agree. And, and the arc that I think I resonated most with was Aragorn's. There's something just so cool about this. I mean, it's kind of like Simba going back to Pride Rock, but like, yeah. totally. you know, he, he's back. And and the, the things that he has to go through to like fully return, it was cool. The things that that he did, like coming back with the ghost army, you know, like yeah. taking on the mantle, like you will answer to me. Yeah. Seeing that blossom on the tree on Gondor. Like all That's these cool beautiful. little tidbits that were included on there. It's like, oh man, he's back. Yeah. He's let's back. usher in yeah. this. Let's usher the, in the age the, of man. The this the statue, the head of the with the crown. Oh yeah. yeah. Sam said, yeah. Oh yeah, so the, cool. the king has crown again. The king has a crown again. Beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. the arc that ends with Liv Tyler. It's a positive. Yeah. It's a win for sure. I'll take that any day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean he's such a <laughs> It, you can't go wrong with like the unwilling le- or the not unwilling, but like the the leader that didn't want to be the leader. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he he didn't yeah. want any of that, he just the reluctant. That's the word I'm looking yes. for, right? The reluctant leader. He but he just can't help himself. He just has all that gravitas and that charisma, and he's just so brave and handsome. Oh, Vigo, my guy. Vigo. <laughs> oh yeah, <The> Joe Morgenstein. <laughs> so good. Yeah, Aragorn. Yeah, he's he's one of the better one of the better characters. Let mm-hmm. alone, like, not even just in this movie, but just, you know, in general. Yeah. In general. Yeah, in narrative. So it, our next segment is essentially, and this is tough because this is, this is, this is a, a trilogy that many people have seen. But uh, like you, Norhal and, and Ben, it sounds like until recently, you guys haven't watched this, mm-hmm. uh, this trilogy. So I imagine there's a lot of you out there that have not... <laughs> who have done the same thing that Ben and Norhal have in putting off this trilogy. So this is for, this is for you guys. If you had to share one scene to try to convince them to watch this movie today, what would that scene be? You've got them in the, we call this our elevator pitch. If you, if you had them in the elevator, you had, you had it on your phone, you know, the way Peter Jackson intended for this movie to be seen. (laughs) Um, And he said, Hey, look, Check this, check this movie out. I've got one scene for you. What scene are you showing, Norhal? Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It is tough. It's a tough choice because, of course, my first choice would be maybe for Frodo when Aragorn mm-hmm. goes against totally. the orc. Yeah, but I think I'm going for one subtle scene when Aragorn walks towards Theoden's, uh Tent and you see this hooded figure in it and stuff mm. in Elrond. Oh. And I love the exchange between them because it goes yeah. back to what we just mentioned about being Aragorn being the reluctant leader. Yeah. And what Elrond told him tells him, uh, become who you were born to be. And yes. that and, and it takes so Andriel the sword the the reforged sword, like, yeah, this is what you like, Excalibur. This is the sword yeah. you're going to take on the mantle. And then he goes to call the dead army. So this is 
it, it tells you a lot what Aragorn is as a character and his potential. I, I'm going to talk about one of my uh, frustrations when I watch the trilogy Lord of the Rings because I see Aragorn is what Jon Snow could have been and he wasn't. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm still yeah. he was mad so about close. season I mean, he, eight. He had yeah. his moment at, in the Battle of the Bastards when he draws his sword yes. with the on cut. Like I was like, that's that so was cool. his Aragorn moment. That's what like I was like, Jon Snow for life with that scene. And then they just we don't need to get into how much I dislike the last <laughs> season of Game of Thrones. But who right. tells the better stories? And... <laughs> <it away>. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And but brand. yeah, coming back to that scene, I think that was one of the and and actually also the piece of information that Elrond tells him like yeah Arwen's fate is linked to the ring so he has yeah. an extra motivator to go and totally. fight and vanquish Sauron we, because what if that wasn't you know, true what if, what if Elrond's just like how can I get Aragorn <laughs> right. to do this oh, yeah. I know. exactly like I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that also to the mix too for good measure right so, <laughs> oh and by Elrond's the way the love of your life is gonna die if you don't do this well, what, what, one thing that I thought was interesting this watch is like Elrond's kind of there begrudgingly. Like he was totally, he oh, was yeah. fine. Just like letting, he's like, letting oh, the elves go to the great chores. haven. Yeah. Make a sword and go to fucking Minas Tirith. That's why yeah, I connect it wasn't with him Arwen so much. Comes back and she's like, you need to go back to my boyfriend and convince him to, to <laughs> yeah. do this. He's like, oh, fine. I think I'm that's why I connect that, with like, him. Yeah. He's just a grumpy old man. Like he's thousands of years old. He's like, oh God, I have to do everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Why did my daughter have to bring guys. home this guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some ranger. Just another village. guy. <laughs> just a ranger. <laughs> my opinion of Elrond just changed so much. Um, <laughs> so I liked how you wanted to do the four Frodo scene as a battle charge and as an enticement to watch the movie, because I think, I think everyone sort of is drawn to that moment, like the moment right before conflict, like what's what's about to happen. And so that's why I chose the scene that I did. I don't like to do scenes that are spoilery. And I also think that like the four Frodo charging scene, it it really helps to have all of the backstory to make that moment pay off. Right. So I wanted to choose a scene that would show like the type of like cinematography, choreography and the type of battle stakes and the type of battle scene that you could expect from a movie like this mm. um and so i picked i chose the sh- the um scene where pippin is singing for denethor as uh so he sent it you know he he just sent his son Far- faramir off to die essentially and uh just it's just a beautiful scene like you it's it's like we call them postcard scenes like you could take a frame from any point in that scene and put it on your wall or a postcard and it would work the yeah. the the horses galloping in slow motion and the you know, the charge towards certain death with, you know, Pippin singing. I don't know what the, I don't know what that song means. Well, I don't know what the words mean, but I know what the sound means. You know what I mean? It's just like total despair. And, um, just that's like the, the, the dark night of the soul moment. Right. And so I think showing that scene to someone would be a really good MacGuffin. They would think, oh, that's got to be like the final battle, right? But it's like, no, that's Mm -hmm. literally like a third of the way through the movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You have no idea what you're in for here. So, um, and like I said, I just attached so much more to Merry and Pippin on this time through. So uh, that scene stuck out for me quite a bit. 
I I also love that we have that scene because of karaoke. Uh, I guess the co-writer went with a lot of the guys to karaoke bar and heard him sing. It's like, all right, well, we're gonna make you sing in the movie now. (laughs) So, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like yeah, oh, that's pretty that. cool. Like, what were you singing? That she was like, "We need this in the movie." <laughs> I love it. I think it's awesome. Right. Uh, mine is with Gandalf and Pippin. Um, I think it's when the orcs have like gone through the first level of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it Minas Tirith? Is that that's where we're at? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. And they're like, you know, coming like banging down the walls and stuff like that, the doors. And Pippin's kind of freaking out and just like the way that Gandalf calms him basically. And not like he doesn't be like, no, we're going to be fine. You know, it's like, Oh no, we're going to like, everything's going to be okay. It's just like uh, his line. He says like, death is just another path. One that we all must take and just kind of like, you know, gets him to open up to the idea. It's like, listen, man, like this might be it, but it's not going to be, it like, might be it here, but that's not all we're going to get. Like there's stuff later on. And just like seeing Gandalf like calm Pippin and Pippin like, okay, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound too bad. Like we can do this and just like kind of get his like his steel back up. It's like, okay, all right, I'm I'm ready yeah. for whatever's coming here. And just the way obviously like Amy Kellen can just like say anything and it sounds cool, but the way he's totally. talking about like the like the <laughs> yes. gray rain curtain of this world rolls back and everything is silver glass. It's like, yeah, man, for sure. Like, kill me now, dude. Let's go. <laughs> you know, just like four Frodo. Yeah. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Let's, let's do this. So I, I really enjoyed that scene. I didn't think it would end this way. End? No, the journey doesn't end here. Death is just another path. One that we almost take. And also because like I, you know, the Marion Pippin thing was so difficult. I think in this movie, it's like they had to get divided, you know, but then they both kind of found like new kind of partners or whatever. Um, so I, I, I like seeing Pippin and Gandalf like kind of teaming up. So that that's the scene that I would pick. I know it's like somewhat spoilery, but also it's just like we're in the third movie. There's going to yeah. be just tons of fighting. Like you don't know, like, maybe they do die after this. Like who knows, whatever, right. you know, but it's just right. like, mm-hmm. I, I just really enjoyed that. Their, their connection, I guess, throughout that scene. Yeah. One thing I loved about all these answers is that they're all pivotal moments that just show how far each of these characters have come from the fellowship yeah. of the ring. Yeah. Like these characters are almost like unrecognizable to the characters that they were in fellowship. And so for them yeah. being where they are in these moments is like just such a testament to how great of a story arc each of them have had up to the point up to that point yeah. Mary and Pippin yeah, look so cool in their battle armor like I know like helmets Aww. and shit like, oh, they look rad this is it's really like cool. finally by movie three they're ready to like fight for something yeah like, yeah and the right? dude's like oh no this was despite mine the weed and ale but... that they've consumed through the trilogy <laughs> yeah. they're ready to they, go they finally have the resolve to so cool <laughs> So There's cool. so much better booze and, and drugs outside of the Shire. We have to fight for this, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can't let this go, go to waste. We just learned about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I have I have a moment and I have an honorable mention. I guess my, my honorable mention first would be j- just because I love uh I, I don't know if Peter Jackson just cut it this way. I, I guess I, as far as like being true to the novels, I don't know how many things he kept like this was this happened in return of the king or if he took the completion of the trilogy and like split them up mm. into his own three movies i just i don't know so yeah. if yeah, anyone knows absolutely. and wants to comment they mm-hmm. can they can let us know peter um, hit us up like peter yeah. yeah hey call us peter yeah, you have my phone number <laughs> let's know but one thing that i liked was in the two towers 
Arwen and uh, uh, Aragorn kind of share these visions, or El- Elrond and Arwen actually are are sort of having. I guess Elrond's relating his vision to to Arwen about her future and what's what's going to await her and all that. And you find out in Return of the King that there's a child involved, and that that changes the, that changes the trajectory of everything because ultimately what leads Elrond to go you know, pursue Aragorn and, and change, you know, his mind on certain things. And what I liked about that is we, we see the great subversion of expectations in Empire Strikes Back, where yeah. Vader's like, I'm your father. And it's yeah. like, wait a second. Why didn't Obi-Wan tell me this before? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, we give that, we give that so much credit for like being this great, like subversion of expectations. And it, and it was, but it almost feels similar to, to this coming from, you know, Return of the King, the book. And I wonder if that had like a similar feeling reading it back then, like, oh, wait a second, there was a kid involved. And then like finding that out, you know, changes everything. So I thought that was cool. That's my honorable mention. It's not the most exciting scene. I don't know if I could show it to someone and be like, hey, you know, before before Luke's expectations were subverted, (laughs) Arwen's was. There's characters Um, you don't know yet? Yeah. Um, so the, I, I usually like gravitate towards something that just seems like weird or absurd or something that just like I've never seen before ever in a movie. And I would use the Shelob scene. Totally. Where she Ooh. where, you know, Frodo's fighting him. He gets stabbed. He gets like spun up. And then Samwise fighting Shelob up until when the orcs take Frodo. Just yeah. because that scene, that whole that complete scene is just bonkers. Like, yes. what's going on here? These two I hobbits remember. are fighting a spider. This guy gets spun up. He seems dead. He's not dead. And then yeah. Samwise is sitting behind the rocks like, ah, crap. Like, oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> and so now, like, if I'm showing that to someone, they're like, well, what's going to happen now? Like, is he going to is going to go get him? Like, and, like, you'd have no way of knowing if that's at the beginning of the movie, the end of the movie. Yeah. I remember um, Shalab had a lot of it was a big part of the trailer. I remember there was like a big moment in the trailer where you kind of see it. It's like a kind of like a quick little jump cut, like jump scare cut. And then it, I just remember that being a big part of the trailer. Like, Oh shit. Like, what is it? You know, like exactly like you said, you never really seen anything quite like it. And, <laughs> and like for me personally, I want to know what it looks like already. Cause it's, it's scary, you know? I know. Some, yeah. Some real horror movements. Cause like when he like yeah. comes out of the shadows behind him, like, I hated every second of that <laughs> totally. spider. I hated so yeah. much of it. Like I was like, we got to get away from this dude. This is driving me fucking crazy. So uh, just, I mean, it was very impactful, but I was like, I, I'm not here for this at all. Yeah. So if I had showed that to Ben, he would be like, you know what? I think I'm good with the two towers. I'm not yeah. going to watch this. Movie. I'm good. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait 20 years until it's been out for 20 years. Then I'll watch it. Yeah. And I'm not going to go see this. <laughs> so we like, on this podcast to promote our friend Adam Driver's small business, his drive-in yeah. theater. He's an entrepreneur. I just had sex. I'm about to eat nachos. It's the greatest moment of my life. He yeah. likes to throw in double features. He happens to nice. show one of the movies that we're covering, you know, every week. So nice partnership so, we have. So this week he's he's thrown up for Return of the King. So if you haven't seen it, go go to Adam Driver's drive-in. He's showing it. Uh, but he also needs us to pair a movie with it. And so he wants something that's that the audiences are going to like uh, to to see with it. And he wants to hear why. And so I'm interested, Norhal, what, what movie are you pairing with Return of the King? 
Okay. Does it have to be uh, Adam Driver movie? No. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. Adam just like, owns oh, the drive-in. <laughs> oh, okay. That's perfect. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I would pair off. It would be a long showing because I would pair up paired up with Avengers Endgame. Yes. And I have a reason. I I noticed yes. something this time. I rewatched uh, Return of the King. I have no proof, but no doubts either that the Russo brothers sort of inspired on Sam's and Frodo's relationship to Im- embed some of the Sam Wilson okay. actions with Cat. Oh, I like yeah, because that. there's there's moment, uh, for example, this moment when Sam Samwise gets to save Frodo from uh, Gollum, and he says, "Let it go, yeah. you feel." Totally. It's like the yeah. on your left moment. Captain Sam, can you hear me? On your left. When, yeah. Mm-hmm. That when Sam yeah, when he shows up, comes yeah, to save the and, day. Exactly. And at the end, when you see that Frodo gives his the book to Sam before he leaves, it's kind of like oh, old right. Cap giving yeah. his shield yeah. to. Nice. I like that. That's a good call. I mean, not at the at the cert, not at the same extent, of course. Because uh, we know that Sam becomes a new cap and whatnot, but eh, there, I can see some some influence there. There's definitely totally. some parallels, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like that, that connection. I I was going to allow it just on the basis of like epic, you know, final movies Finales. with a great yeah. with great battle scenes. Yeah, and also um, that was going to be enough to qualify that, for me. But and also that a little the little guy in this case ant-man is the one who helps them <laughs> totally. like the hobbits yeah yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that i mean yeah i would sit through both of those in a heartbeat i yep. for myself i kind of thought i mean obviously both of those on scale are huge and in my mind i was like i think i'm i want something a little bit smaller than i'm gonna watch you know like kind of relax afterwards uh so i'm gonna throw on return of the king first but then I'm going to throw on uh, one of my favorite endings to a trilogy, which is Oceans 13. Uh, basically, kind of the connection there is like, you know, Danny Ocean and Terry Benedict are coming together to take down the the greater evil. You know, so we got like some forces kind of being combined here to take down, you know, the the bigger enemy here. It's on a very different scale. I'm aware of that, but it's also very intentional because I'm like cool yeah let's just deal with pacino and this one hotel like let's do that let's not worry about like the existence of the world or anything like i just want to see him get screwed over by this group who's doing stuff like again anytime i can get brad pitt on my screen i'm going to take it i love these oceans movies uh and i think you know after they kind of missed the mark on oceans 12 they really kind of came back on oceans 13 and knocked it out i really i like that movie quite a bit um just a little more lighthearted. there's plenty of fun stuff or funny stuff in the Lord of the Rings. I really enjoyed one of my favorites. I think was Gimli's just like certainty of death, small chance of success. Like what are we waiting for? Let's go. That was like the classic nineties, like, yeah, yeah. like a trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always uh, forget. I even right now, having just watched them, I always forget what happens in what movie, but is the, is the salted pork moment in the beginning of this movie or the end of two towers? He gets all hyped. Like I when think they, it's in they, this one. They come it's up on Mary and Pippin. Like, yeah, yeah, it's this one. 
He gets all drooly over salted pork. Just, yeah. <laughs> he just sitting around doing me. nothing. He's like, hey, we got salted pork. It's like, all right, cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what I would go with. It's just, you know, a different scale, a lot smaller, but um, just, you know, yeah, take down the big, the bigger enemy. So that's what I like that. Nice. I was trying I like- to go with a similar strategy with mine. Um, I didn't quite accomplish it, but I actually am now realizing I don't think I've seen Oceans 13. Oh, really? Yeah. It's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, it's so. been a while for me too. Pacino's like acting it up. Like he's he's yeah. He's Pacino, but it, it works for this role because he's kind of this flamboyant casino owner. He's an older Terry Benedict and just kind of douchier. You know what I mean? Like he's exactly what you expect. So I think that's why he's like perfect in that role. And then yeah, for like Terry to have to, you know, begrudgingly team up with Danny. He's like, all right, fine, I'll help you only because selfishly it helps me, like that kind of a thing. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool to see that. So I I would suggest it. I think it's really good. Oh yeah. And that that quote when Andy Garcia's character is looking at the mirror and uh Danny Ocean comes out, are you ready? I was born ready. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's suiting up like Cap. Yeah, I love it. So good. Yeah. They're even seen it and I love that moment. Um, I was having a hard time with this one, and then I realized that I still haven't seen any of the Hobbit movies, and so we're just gonna watch Mm -hmm. The Hobbit. I kind of like the idea of opening with The Hobbit and ending with (laughs) Return of the King. It just makes me (laughs) laugh to just just do a whole bookend, and like you just miss the beginning. Here's how it started. Here's how it ended. There's (laughs) tons of stuff in the middle if you want to check it out. I'd love to do that. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Um, That's a good choice. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I do kind of like the idea of doing the Hobbit second, almost as like, a, I've never seen it, so I don't really know, but it just seems like it'd be kind of a come down. And so if you didn't want to stick around and you need to go home and go to bed, you know, you can skip the Hobbit. But if yeah. you stayed, it just like resets the timeline. So now you got to start again and go all the way through again. I don't know. There's options. I, nice. But I think we'll do Hobbit first, Return of the King second. Nice. Love it. Um, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to watch the Hobbit. Me too. I'm interested especially since you guys haven't seen it. So I, I did not have a great experience seeing them the first time I had a great experience watching them the second time. So I'm interested to hear how that goes, how that yeah. goes for you guys. Cause <laughs> nice. my expectations after this trilogy was very, very high. Totally. Oh, I, bet, yeah. um, I think enough yeah. time has passed and my expectations are low enough that I can enjoy it. The reason yeah, I hope I so. So mine. And if you, if you were listening and heard us talk about the last Jedi and thought we were done, talking about the last jedi we are not we're bringing it back (laughs) um and we're we're bringing it back maybe maybe similar to tyler's idea of let's show return of the king first i know he didn't end up with this but we'll show return of the king first and if you have to go to bed get out of here but if you want to enjoy another great movie where different characters split off and all have a big important role to play in their area of the story for everything to come, you know, culminating at the end for a big finish, I would recommend The Last Jedi, which is why I'm showing it second um, at the Adam Driver drive-in. And plus, Adam Driver gives me a, a small cut uh, of the revenue because I'm I'm showing a movie with him in it. Yeah. So awesome. I get it. I I that That's going. a great idea. Palms there. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Free pop. Okay. Thanks, we got kids Adam to feed. Driver, I understand. Yeah, and two so, movies with Andy Serkis, too. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, that's true. There you go. It's very true. Yes. So they, he died. No, is that in both? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> So if you hate Andy Circus, this is a double yeah. feature for you. So if we're doing a triple feature, we'd show Black Panther and you can watch him die. There a third you go. Time. There you yep. <laughs> But we're we're gonna we're gonna finish off with our Rushmore segment. These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? Uh we really enjoyed this trilogy. Um, and this Return of the King is just like one of the best endings of a trilogy, I think, ever. Uh, mm-hmm. It just does such a good job. I don't I don't know how you could. I think one of the reasons why we're so disappointed in the way series end, I think, is in large part due to Return of the King. Yeah. Just because it la- it yeah. it sticks the landing. It does yeah. such a good job. And if you're measuring the way it finishes this trilogy to other things, it's like nothing. Like, hardly anything is going to do as well of a job of it as this does and that's i mean that that's thanks to peter jackson but it's also thanks to J.R. tolkien who mm-hmm. ended his novel in a very great way right um so tonight we are each picking an end of a trilogy that we felt like is our pick for for one that did a really good job of, of finishing up a trilogy best endings to a movie trilogy is what we're calling it and we will start off once again with our guest norhal Thank you, thank you. So, well, I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty obvious. I, I would I would say my immediate choice would be Return of the King because, like yeah. you said, it's a it's a fantastic ending. But some people is like ah, you like you mentioned, it's hard to compare a lot of endings for both movies, movie trilogies, or TV series like uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Game of Thrones. Uh, but and some folks think like, oh yeah, you want to your happy ending, your Disney finale, mm. whatever. Yeah. But it's not that. I mean, you can have a Return of the King was a perfect example. Is so you can have a satisfactory finale to an ending, but at the you still have soul crushing moments because at the end, totally. Frodo leaves Absolutely. with Gandalf. He mm. leaves the Shire. And all the elves, like you see them leaving Middle Earth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's not like, oh, yeah, it was a fantastic. Theo then dies. And you have these uh, moments of sadness, but at the same time, it's a satisfactory ending and mm. ha- happy or well, but it's a, it makes sense. That's, that's what Absolutely, I like from yeah. the, so that's, that, that would be my like immediate choice, but. Uh, another one that I think, of, of course, I had to mention something Star Wars and Revenge of the Sith. For, talking about the prequels itself yeah. as, a, as a trilogy, I think the main goal was to show how Anakin Skywalker fell into the dark side. Yeah. And I think Revenge of the Sith, it was, it is it, heartbreaking. Mm. And I cannot help every time I rewatch it, like, oh, please don't do that. Don't kill, don't, <laughs> don't go to save Palpatine, but he does. Every time. Even if it's every time, but even if he <laughs> died, he, he, he felt, he falls to the dark side and we saw the crushing scene of, ah, you were my brother, Anakin, I love you. And, yeah. and Padme dies, but you have that glimpse of hope at the end when you see a new hope is going to mm-hmm. come at the end. So I think, of course, my obvious choice would be Return of the King, but then Re- Revenge of the Sith would be there as well. 
Love it. Yeah. Either way, sure. we're surrounded by lava at the end, so <laughs> yeah. good to go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Lava wins here. Yeah, lava. Lava wins. I um I had a hard time deciding, mainly because I had a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of choices, <laughs> right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with my instinct here, the one that my gut said when I first thought of this. And I'm gonna go with before midnight. <gasps> and the reason I was hesitant, nice. I love it. I was hesitant to pick it because I felt like it was recency bias because. Uh, we just covered it on our show. I mean, fairly recently within we've covered it on our show, I guess. That's yeah. where we all discovered it. And so I was like, is this just recency bias? But I really don't think it is. I really love that whole trilogy. I, I would say that the third movie isn't my favorite of the trilogy. I would say uh, before sunset is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, the way that it wraps up is just like you were saying about Lord of the uh, or Return of the King, it's very satisfactory. It seems like real. It's not necessarily, and it's not a happy ending at all. It seems like um, a logical, reasonable place for that story mm-hmm. to go, and, and a logical place for it to end. And um, I just love those characters so much, and and just those, just the magic of those movies is just is just uh, something I'm really really happy that we discovered here on the podcast. So. I'll say before midnight. Um, there's a lot of great, great picks you could choose, but that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm gonna go. Nice. Um, yeah, for myself, I I thought about the, one of the other trilogies that we did, um, and I was gonna pick the world of Apu because yeah. um, I think that really tied up that series well. I think that was a surprise for all of us. Totally. Um, you know, the character growth, especially at the end of that movie, is so good. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, I want to shout it out, but I'm going to steal one of Tyler's honorable mentions and make it my actual pick because I think if I'm <laughs> following my heart, that's what I would go with. Yeah. Uh, it's Toy Story three because man, oh, like man. I, I don't remember like, like <laughs> computer graphics ever making me cry like that. Did. Dude. Like <laughs> that final scene, like when he's with the little girl sitting down and stuff like that, like oh. I, I was just a mess, you know, it's like, Oh my God. Like, and it's crazy because I didn't think like I had that kind of connection to these movies, right. to this like franchise. I'm like, oh yeah, Pixar is fun. Toy Story is great, whatever. But then like that scene happens. I'm like, what is go- like, what is happening to me right now? Why do I feel like this? About I was in public, man. I was on an airplane. I was oh, like, I had people sitting crazy. next to me. Water <laughs> flowing from my eyes. I think I was I only it. saved because uh, we saw it in 3D. So I had the glasses covering oh, me at right, the time. Right, right. You know, we're oh. just like. But, um, <laughs> man, like that, yeah, that is such a satisfactory ending. Like I, I enjoyed toy story four is fun. Like you gave me Keanu, I'll, I'll show up. But this to me just would have been like the perfect, just like, just be done here. Like the, you yeah. can't top this. Like it was just perfect. I still kind of feel that way. Um, so that, that's what I would go with, but, um, plenty of great other options, but yeah, I definitely want to shout out world of Apu as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that pick. Um, yeah. Mine. Uh, similar to Norhal, I'm a I'm a Star Wars boy through and through. Um, I've I've art, all my answers have been Star Wars answers basically. So. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, very on brand. Right, the, 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 these these are intrinsically connected to me because they were like my two trilogies growing up. It's mm-hmm. like I had I had the original Star Wars trilogy, and I enjoyed the prequels as they came out, and they came out around the same time as as these movies came out. Uh, but I really had I had the original trilogy that was my main trilogy, and then. I got to experience these as they as they dropped. And for a long time, like when I thought when 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 my taste in movies was very, you know, superficial and, and surface level, those are my favorite six movies, you know, 
I didn't have a top 10. I had a top six and it was those, <laughs> yeah. it was those two trilogies. <laughs> um, so it, it's hard for me not to pick Return of the Jedi here. Lucas didn't direct that movie, uh, but the, the essence of Star Wars is, is really strong character journeys. Mm. And I love, I love where these characters ended up in Return of the Jedi. Just like any Star Wars movie these days, it has its critics and it, it's not going to win 11 Academy Awards the way Return of the King did. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But you have similar payoffs, in my opinion, to, to the Aragorn story arc uh, with, with Luke Skywalker and, and the way Darth Vader ends. Um, and so, yeah, I got to, I got to, got to give it to Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah. Got to do it. Great choice. Yes, definitely. Thanks. Um, I knew at least and, Norhal would agree. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We only have one question, Matt. So yeah, are are you uh, you prefer Jubnub or Victory Celebration? Ooh. So okay. <laughs> how much time do you have? It's like, how much time do you have? Yeah, it's like how how much hate comments do I want on this video? Oh, look, I, I, I understand fans who are irritated at George Lucas for editing his, his work and changing things and doing all these updates and all that. And you know what? He's the artist. He's the owner. And in my opinion, he can make any of those calls he wants. And I think honestly, in the end, uh, he ended up being right because when he made those changes up with the special editions and all those, all those things, Look at what the fan base has become and what that brand has become mm-hmm. from that point on. Like if, if he was wrong, you know, then it would have it wouldn't have grown the way that it did. And, uh, you know, you can't argue with what what it's become. It's a juggernaut. It's it's, it's transcended film. I agree. And really so is. I I think George Lucas, you know, is entitled to those calls. And I personally liked Victory Celebration more. Um, yes. I think it's I think it's a cooler ending. Uh, Wubnub is a great little song, and you know what? When I feel like watching that, I still have the luxury of going back and watching that. I can go back and watch the original version if I if I'm feeling like it. It's true. Um, but for my money, give me give me Victory Celebration every single time. It's a great finale song, and I'll I'll die on that hill. Nice, I nice like that nice hill to die, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Stick to your conviction, oh, Matt. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like you have company yes. on your hill, so you won't be alone. Yes. Plans flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll come along. I have no opinion. I'm like, sure. If that's where my friends are going. Yeah, I'll do. Let's do victory <laughs> celebration. Awesome. I don't know. Let's do it. I, yeah. No, th- that's great. And thank you so much for for joining us on this episode, Norhal. Um, I, I speak for all of us and say we loved having you on. Mm-hmm. Um, we loved Thanks. being able to talk Return of the King with you and. We'll always have a a Star Wars ally on with us anytime right. we can. Yeah. Thank you. No? Thank you for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. the invitation. It was a pleasure. And yeah, I mean, this was a fantastic movie to talk about, and also the other movies. And believe me, I've been jotting down some of the movies that I, I personally haven't finished watching the before Sunset trilogy. I've seen mm-hmm. the first two. And, oh, and what a treat you're some in of for. Them this, I know, and I love it. That I, my favorite one was the Fort uh, Sunset, the yeah. second yeah. one. But so good. I no, definitely uh, love love talking. 
films and 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 watching and rewatching. I mean, sometimes I fall into my guilty pleasures. Like, yeah, let me rewatch We Are the Millers again just to have a laugh <laughs> or something. Believe <laughs> me, sometimes you guys I, are getting paid, booth, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Adam Warlock in there. Yeah. I love that. It's awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give our listeners one last chance uh, to hear where they can find you? Sure, of course. Thank you for having me. Uh, you can find me all on Twitter at Norhal. Uh, on my bio, I have a link three with my different pursuits. As you mentioned, I'm a happy contributor to the Geeky Waffle, which is this fantastic community of geeky uh, fans. Uh, my friend and a panelist on the podcast and live streams and also a contributor on the website. So definitely check them out at, at geeky waffle, at geeky underscore waffle. So, and they, and there's a number of podcasts that we have in the, in the community and the network. So yeah, definitely you're in for a treat and, but yeah, thank you. And also my YouTube channel or how will I upload my acoustic covers and, and oh, definitely. Cool. Thank you That's again awesome. for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much. Yeah. After having Candace and Arzu and now you've been on here, we're, we're collecting geeky waffle yeah. hosts, like yes. the infinity gauntlet, you know, we're just getting our infinity gems. Growing more powerful. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, that's all we have for tonight and we will catch you next episode. See ya. Bye everyone. Yeah. Bye.